uh, the very first ghost detector that I built was in middle school. Oh, wow. Um, so I was probably like seventh grade or something like that. And it was sort of an experimental thing. I was just getting into electronics and thought, you know, I kind of cobbled it together. And yeah, I think a lot of it is just that pattern seeking that that we always go back to, uh, I don't know, seeing Jesus and toast and stuff like that. Like maybe we're fourth dimensional entities and the soul exists outside of our three dimensional world and it kind of pokes its way in and connects with us. And, and a ghost could be a fourth dimensional piece of residue from our, our connection with this world or all that information, all that personality and memories and all that stuff just floating around inside of us. And maybe that's what escapes when we die. Hmm. Wow, that's an interesting idea. And that then that would kind of align a little bit with um, the concept of uh, reincarnation and things like that, and out-of-body experiences. Like a clearly shaped head and shoulders just kind of creep toward my door and stop. Like feeling like there's somebody watching you or there something bad happened in this place or something is about to happen that's bad. kitchen sink microscopy <laughs> i'm casey rochford <laughs> and i'm and i'm eric rosenblatt um don't forget to like share subscribe you know youtube's probably not going to monetize us so uh you know if you feel generous and want to help support the show go to patreon.com slash ksm vidcast and give us a little love or you know we've We've got Bitcoin options, so there's that. Um, stick around to the end of the episode because there will probably be some Halloween-ish music playing because um, we write our own music. So enjoy. Uh, hey, there's your familiar. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hello there. He's a little too gray. Should be a black cat, but that's okay. He's close. <laughs> So what, so, uh, what do you want to talk about today? So, so it's, uh, it's almost Halloween, and uh, I think we should uh, talk about some scary shit. I don't know, like uh, ghosts, ghost stories or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I like that idea. Yeah, That's like, I, I think everyone's had some kind of weird experience that they can't really explain, and I thought it would be fun to talk about those experiences and maybe try to rationalize them in some pseudo-scientific way yeah yeah that'd be that'd be fun yeah. um just a little craziness for once sure why not i mean not not that we're uh strangers to a little craziness um 
but yeah, that, that would, that'd be good. I'd, I'd like that. I, you know, definitely enjoy that particular topic, having a little bit of experience with it, you know, and, or I should say some experiences. Um, so I, I remember oh, 15, 16 years ago, you had built some ghost hunting detection devices or something. Did you ever uh, use those? Yeah, I, I, I built a couple things. Actually, uh, the very first ghost detector that I built was in middle school. Oh, wow. Um, so I was probably like seventh grade or something like that. And it was sort of an experimental thing. I was just getting into electronics and thought, you know, I kind of cobbled it together. And it did seem to detect something. Um, what it was, I don't know. I, I wish I still had it because that would be kind of cool. Um, huh. You know, and oh, well, hi there. Hi, Floyd. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I've I've since gone on to to work on a few other things. I haven't really completed anything, but I'm kind of skeptical as to whether any of the classic ghost detecting devices would actually work. I mean, I don't know how you build an ectometer. Um, <laughs> short of that, I think some of the other stuff might be a little bit dubious. Um, though, so what is it? I mean, besides ecto, which like isn't really even a thing, right? Um, it's it's a Ghostbusters thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are they looking for? I, I think I, I, all I know of is, uh, you know, like temperature changes, right? Like sudden drop in temperature in a room or something. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Um, there's kind of a lot of different devices. Um, I, one that I've, I have actually built a couple of these actually is EM field detectors. That's electromagnetic fields. Um, you can read the intensity of an electromagnetic field. And some people say that, that when there's ghosts around that, that there's a fluctuation. And so if you can read that, you could potentially be able to detect the presence of a ghost. Um, I, that that's one of them. Um, there's, yeah, the temperature change one is is another. Um, there's a whole variety of different uh, detecting devices. Um, I think some people, what do they call EVP? That's what it is. So there's uh, like a basically the the, the concept is to use a, a voice recorder or something, an audio recorder. You record the scene, and then when you play it back. Uh, mystically, there's a voice that hmm. uh, that wasn't present when you were there, and it was in the recording. And some people say it it's connected to ghosts. I guess I don't know. And and you know, all the EVPs that I've heard are kind of really muffled, and and, and sort of the the kind of like seeing something in a cloud, like it, it's just some noise, and then people say, oh yeah, it's saying you know, murder her or something like that, but. I don't know. Um, you know, I'd, if people do have conclusive evidence of that, I'd, I'd definitely like to to see it or hear it. Um, but as far as I know, not necessarily. And then people use things like FLIR cameras, like the, the thermal imaging cameras, to see those, wow. like you said, the temperature changes. But instead of a broad reading of just what the temperature is right where you're holding the meter, it's looking at the room and looking for fluctuations visually um you know and there's a whole bunch of other electrostatic detectors and you know 
sorry, I'm a little distracted by my cat here. He's very needy for some reason. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's an interesting thing. Um, have you heard of any, any other ones or? I, I think that's all I've heard of. Um, I think, uh, when, when it comes to like, you know, pictures or whatever, where there's like some strangely shaped light in the background or whatever, I, I feel like that's pretty obviously just some kind of, you know, issue with the camera or something. Yeah. Um, and, and so, the, yeah, there are some, there's the, the ones where it's obviously composited. So yeah. there, there's some kind of ghostly figure standing in the background and then there's the other ones. Uh, oh God, what are they called? Um, there's little spots that people see in, in, uh, pictures yeah. um, where, where they, they take a picture of a scene and then when they get it developed or, or they get it printed or go back and look at it digitally, there's these bright, you know, kind of flares in the scene. And, and, you know, of course in every single one of those, it hasn't been a natural light photograph. It always uses a flash. Well, and the thing about a flash is it'll amplify specks of dust or bugs or anything in the scene that you couldn't normally see. And the yeah. flash happens so quick, you're, you can't pick it up. Um, so, and, and you know, I've yet to see something that's like one of those kinds of things that's, that's a definitive human form or, or, or something clear. It's always just a spot. And they're like, oh, this is proof of otherworldly spirits or something. And it's like, eh. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just that pattern seeking that that we always go back to. Uh, I don't know, seeing Jesus and toast and stuff like that. Uh, what? It, Wait, that wasn't real. <laughs> Jesus wasn't. The, I'm just kidding. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> was real. Toast is a thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Toast. <laughs> <laughs> but or I should be screaming that, but I, I won't. I won't do that. Um, the, yeah, I, I think a lot of those are kind of those sorts of situations. And the ones where you see a much more clear picture, like a, a apparition, a translucent person or somebody in a, you know, a bed sheet or whatever, that kind of yeah. thing, which I, I don't even know where that came from, honestly. But, um, you know, <laughs> when you see those things, it's it's very easily explainable with uh, compositing. Um, not that just because you can explain it through that method dismisses it because there are ways of replicating things that actually do happen. So just because we can imitate it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's fake, but I think a lot of it is fake, you know? Right, yeah, like you can't completely discount it as as being, you know, some freak occurrence that's unexplainable or seem, seemingly unexplainable. But um, you know, it's all it's also important to you know not to get too apologist about the whole issue of ghosts. But um, just because some people fake it or you know, if we can't even see them, that doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't a thing uh it, it, oh no yeah. it, if if i were to guess like if if being a ghost was a thing i would expect that they would have no way whatsoever of manifesting in what we consider 
reality or life or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Mainly because like, I think it would be an all or none situation, right? Like we would just see them like, you know, like these see-through people walking around a bunch. Yeah, you know, I don't think they would have some weird magical switch that they could like flip on and off and disappear and turn into weird mm -hmm. shapes and lights. And like, why are they showing up in photographs and not just showing themselves to the people? Yeah, and, and well, and a lot of those situations are are kind of um, sporadic, so it's not like a predictable thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, like you say, the corporeal manifestation uh, might be limited. Um, and and when you what, the stories that they hear a lot about um, are kind of repetition. So there's kind of the same thing happening every time, you know a civil war soldier walks across a field and turns and looks and then walks away. And that's all that figure ever does or something like that. You know, that kind of thing. It's it, it they're just repeating some sort of pattern, almost like playing a, a clip of a movie or something like that. Yeah. There's never any interaction. And yeah. Like the, the guy bowling his head down the hallway somewhere in England, I think uh, mm -hmm. it's like all he does all night. I do, I do love this stuff. Like it. Oh yeah. Like I want it to be true or something, but it's, it's just fun to, to talk about and to like, you know, go somewhere scary that's supposedly haunted and. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I really I, dig I totally that. Agree. Yeah. I'm, I, I absolutely love it. And you know, I guess I, before, hang on, I gotta adjust things. My cat's unadjusting things. Um, so before, because I, I, I want to talk about like ghost stories and stuff for a, a little bit at least, but one of the, the theories that I have that is probably the most plausible, like assuming ghosts are a thing, right? Like, let's just say for the sake of the discussion that, that ghosts are actually real. Like it's, a, it's an actual phenomenon. Yeah. I think the best way to explain it, the most plausible way to explain it would be um, <laughs> uh, um, so I might be a little distracted here from <laughs> Floyd. Um, the, the most plausible way to explain it would be uh, some kind of multidimensional kind of thing. Like, l let's say the, the concept of the soul, like a soul is, you know, a fourth dimension entity. Like maybe we're fourth dimensional entities and the soul exists outside of our three-dimensional world and it kind of pokes its way in and connects with us and and a ghost could be a fourth dimensional piece of residue from our our connection with this world or you know maybe if you kill somebody it kills the fourth dimensional being or whatever and 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 they're interacting in some way you know, if you if you investigate that kind of thing, it, some of the weird things you see could be explained that way. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not it's not completely outside the realm of scientific explanation. It's just kind of like fringe science in that regard. There's not like yeah. it's not stuff that's been proven, and and I don't even know that we can. Um, yeah, it's all largely theoretical. Uh, at, at this point, you know, like, who knows, some point we might, I mean, there are, I believe, scientists right now trying to 
get to another dimension. <laughs> I think I've read something about that, but um, no, 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 that's how event horizon happened. Don't do it. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to hell. No, <laughs> Jesus. But you know, like in, in my younger years, what before I was, overly skeptical I guess uh, <laughs> I, I did think a lot about it and I remember hearing this factoid and I don't, I don't know if it's actually a fact or not I've, I haven't really like vetted it but I've heard that the moment you die you lose like seven pounds or something like yeah it vanishes and I, going on the assumption that that's actually true which again I, I must stress I don't know if it is or not I haven't I haven't actually checked <laughs> um, but I, I mean, that could kind of be explained by some of the biological things that happen when you die. Like you empty your bowels, uh, you, you know, cells start breaking down and gases release and, you know, like things, you know, the, the air leaves your body. I mean, all of that might not actually add up to seven pounds, but there are things leaving your body as soon as you die. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you'd think that, you know, if somebody said that, uh, you'd think that that would be accounted for like yeah. poop in your pants would probably, you know, they'd probably <laughs> be like, Oh, well that explains the seven pounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, just a thought I, I've heard that too. And I, I, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, again, I, like you, I'm not sure that that's been. Proven. Yeah. And, and that's, that's placing this assumption that your soul has mass. To it well, what if it has pressure you know what if it's a like, like the, going back to the whole fourth dimensional being kind of thing what if it's kind of like something pushing on you in some way or it has a connection and when you disconnect then that pressure goes away so you know i, I don't know maybe i hmm. it's an interesting idea yeah i know that there have been experiments with well we we, we probably need I, I think we've talked about this a couple times, but the whole near death experience thing, uh, we, we, this should probably be its own episode. Yeah. We, we definitely need to that, do that one soon. That is super fascinating. And there actually have been experiments with that. Um, I think there was a movie about it too. Flatliners. I think it was called. Yeah. 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 That one was, um, yeah. Like key for Sutherland or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing, though. We we just recently talked about, uh, you know, uh, in the Connectome episode, we were talking about consciousness and like what that is, but we didn't really dive into, like, is that imprinted in the brain, or is it something else? Is it is it maybe? I don't I don't know how to say this without sounding woo, but. <laughs> Is, is all right. it possible? We're, we're, we're okay with woo on this channel from time to time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay to entertain it. Yeah. Um, is it possible that your consciousness is what constitutes what we colloquially refer to as the soul? Is it possible that that consciousness can exist outside of the brain, outside of the body? Hmm. And, and if so, how would that manifest? Because... If, if there's information of some sort, as we understand information, if, if information is written on something, it's, it's one with something. So it, 
you could kind of say it has mass. A computer chip has mass. Our, our brains, as, as we understand them, has mass. These are things that have information, and we assume that if they didn't have that mass, the information would have no way to manifest and interact and, and be read and all that stuff, right? Sure. Well, what, if, what, if, what if we just don't understand how it actually works, and maybe all that information, all that personality and memories and all that stuff just floating around inside of us. And maybe that's what escapes when we die. Hmm. Wow, that's an interesting idea. And that then that would kind of align a little bit with uh, the concept of uh, reincarnation and things like that, and out-of-body experiences. It very well could, yeah. Um, and you know, there are there are people that yeah, I, I've had these feelings before where I, I feel like I've done something else, but I'm pretty damn sure I didn't. Or it, it was a memory that just didn't seem like me. Or I even had a memory that I had a broken arm and I had a cast and everything, but I've never broken a bone. Weird. <laughs> I, just have that, I just have that memory. And it's like, how did that happen? That's crazy. Yeah, like this sense of deja vu and stuff like that. The deja vu is like the weirdest kind of thing. Yeah, and, and and you know, thinking about that too, that kind of links into dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should probably do an episode just about dreams um, <laughs> and deja vu. Is, <laughs> and deja vu, yeah, because that like endlessly fascinates me. My my dreams are <laughs> rather interesting. Um, very uh, well. I'll just save it for for that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. it I seem I read, and I don't know if it, where I read this now. Thinking back, I can't remember, but I was reading. It was probably one of those those mystic places or whatever. Remember, remember those black hardcover books from like the eighties or something with like the all-seeing eye on one of them, and they, they talked about like ghosts and aliens and strange places. Huh. Maybe maybe that was it. Um, I have, I have those books actually. I've had, uh, um, but I remember there was a, 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 a test done where I, they wrote, you know, this is like, I, God, I wish I, I wish I had in front of me now. Now I kind of feel stupid. Um, but <laughs> the, the gist of it was the, um, the people conducting the test wrote a message on like a piece of paper and they stuck it up in a ceiling tile in a hospital um, above a person who was about to die. And um, uh, like the person died and then they were brought back to life and then they asked them if they could read, they saw a message and they did. Like some people actually were able to recall what that message was. God, I wish I, maybe somebody could look it up, but um, it, it was really interesting. So that kind of, yeah. you know, that goes along with that, that whole fourth dimensional being kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, it, it could just be that there are untapped potentials uh, that our brain is capable of. And you know, I, I kind of, ha- I'd like to go into this more in a, in a near-death experience episode, but 
I, I kind of wonder if, you know, random neuron firings and in, in the moments leading up to death and those penultimate moments kind of do some weird stuff and mm -hmm. maybe uh, heighten senses or awaken senses that we don't fully understand or something, you know? Yeah. Like a brain in desperation, you know, basically firing everything at the last moment. Like what does that do? Because yeah, like, like maybe it like really truly can understand what time really is. Yeah, and like see across it. Maybe that's what's happening with Alzheimer's or something. Like people are just like dissolving that that linear time idea and just like reaching back and grabbing something from the past. And yeah. Oh man, that's super interesting. <laughs> Oh but man, I, I guess we're kind of veering off of ghosts a I, little bit. Um, yeah, just a bit, but it's all it's all really good stuff that actually probably deserves its own separate discussion. Yeah. Um. So, I, so do you have any ghost stories, like your own personal experiences, weird things you've seen? Well, yeah, actually, a, a couple. Um, you know, some some aren't that interesting, like. Uh, when I was a kid, I, uh, I had a, like a bunk bed. I was an only child, but you know, sometimes my dad would be in the, the bottom bunk and you know, my mom would be in her room and I'd be on the top bunk. And, and one night that was the case. And I, I woke up and, uh, my bedroom door was open and you know, there was like street lights and stuff like that, that were creating a little bit of ambient light out there. And uh, I saw this, this shadow of like, uh, like a clearly shaped head and shoulders just kind of creep toward my door and stop. And I could hear my mom snore and I could see my dad. <laughs> and I was kind of just like lying there frozen in fear and until I fell asleep. But th that shadow just never did anything. So that was a little weird. But huh. the one that... I really just can't explain like I was fully awake for this and it was light and everything. Um, I worked at an, at a haunted mansion that was converted into a restaurant. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, uh, it was called ER Rogers in Stillicum, Washington. Anyone can look it up. Uh, S T E I L A C O O M. It's a weird word. Stillicum. But uh, yeah, ER Rogers Mansion. Well, Stillicum by itself is full of like weirdness. Um, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of haunted history yeah. in that area. But, but go, but, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but this this restaurant, uh, it's no longer a restaurant. But I'm pretty sure the mansion's still there. Uh, they moved I, it. Did they? Yeah, it was. It was. I think uh, it was. It was actually relocated. Oh um, wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well. Um, anyway. I was a cook there uh, many moons ago <laughs> and uh, there was this busy Friday or Saturday night and I was on the line and I was uh, l looking out, uh, taking orders, you know, they come in on little slips and I was, I was grabbing a slip and there was uh, people hustling and bustling, you know, servers and busters coming and going, grabbing food, bringing dishes back and all this. And there was an old closet in the kitchen that was converted into a bus station. And it had uh, 
had little racks that were kind of tilted at like a 45 degree angle that they would put uh, water glasses into. And <coughs> okay. So there'd be a, like a tray that held water glasses and it was at a 45 degree angle, you know, with a lip and stuff and no one was near it. It's in a closet. So no one's behind it. All of a sudden this rack goes over the lip, flies out, like straight out, Whoa. straight out of the closet, crashes, breaks, breaks all the glass, and, and everyone just stops and looks at it and then just goes about what they're doing because they know the place is haunted and they're like, what, <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> that was weird. I, I could not explain that one. Um, That's that more like a poltergeist thing, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be like poltergeist kind of stuff. That Wow, that's crazy. Because I'm familiar with E.R. Rogers to, to a bit of uh, a little bit. Um, did, did you ever see anything weird there other than that? I didn't see anything. Uh, they did give regular tours of the attic, which was supposedly where most of the supernatural activity was. And I, I went up there once for something and... I don't know if it was just the hype, but it did have a little creepy feeling to it. Um, but yeah. you know, I didn't see—I didn't see anything though. No. Okay. Yeah, that, that, the whole like creepy feeling kind of thing is is a little weird. Because um, uh, I get that all the time about different places, and kind of wonder what that's all about. Like feeling like there's somebody watching you, or they're something bad happened in this place or something is about to happen. That's bad. Well, the NSA is watching, but that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And they're scarier than any ghost. Um, well, how, how about you? Do you have a, a ghost story to tell? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I, so I mean, I've had some like really weird experiences, but this one is a little strange, um, especially because it was witnessed by multiple people. Um, <clears throat> so when I, I think it was, I think I was in sixth grade. So it was probably like 1987 or something like that. And I had some friends and we decided to have a sleepover. Uh, you know, like you do in, in middle school, you're like, Oh, let's all hang out and have pizza and play some video games, some Nintendo and have, have a lot of fun. And that's exactly what we did. You know, there was some pizza and we played some Nintendo and watched little shop of horrors. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but then, you know, as the night wore on, uh, it got later and later and everybody was kind of sitting around hanging out and, and my friend. Um, so the, the house that, that we were at, my friend's house uh, had this kind of large, like three window thing that jutted out in the front of the house and had a little seat and it, it, the house is up on a hill and then it went down and there's a street light way down at the bottom. And my friend was sitting on this little seat and he's like, Whoa, what's that? And we all came running to the window and looked out and beneath the street light was this like 
vaporous form that was kind of like undulating under the streetlight. And then it kind of turned into this kind of pseudo humanoid form. And hmm. it was, it was weird. It was like, it's kind of hard to describe because it, 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 it was a little bit like vapor and it was like this thing with a, a, a head and some, arms sticking out and, and then it just kind of tapered down and it was like moving around under the street light and we just like sat there transfixed and we were watching and you know fascinated but scared at the same time yeah it was dancing around under the street light and moving around and stuff so it was like it was kind of a yellowish hue i want to say um, and it definitely didn't look like a, a, like a person in a suit. It was like something, uh, otherworldly, I guess that's the only way to describe it. And it was moving around and, you know, we watched it and my, some of my friends started freaking out and stuff and, you know, but we kept on watching it and everybody saw it. And then, cause it was getting late like we, we were up really really late at this point and and then the sun started coming up and as the light from the sun kind of permeated the scene eventually the thing sort of faded away um huh. and i i do remember a very strange looking guy walked up the hill some kind of like an older guy um, walked up the hill, like kind of creepy looking though. And he walked up the hill and he stopped in front of the house and looked right at us. And we were like, whoa. And then he walked up the hill, went behind a bush and poof, was gone. <laughs> like he didn't come out the other side. He disappeared. I mean, that was the weirdest thing. And I've, I've never seen anything quite like that before or since. So, yeah, that was a really weird experience. Yeah, that's that's pretty creepy. Yeah, uh, it was really <laughs> scary. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there was... It's not really a... Well, I don't think it's a ghost, but... <laughs> there was this time I, uh, my friends and I were, you know, teenagers... We were going down to you know Point Defiance Park at, at at dark. You know we'd park along the the marina side and just walk in along the boardwalk there since they had it all gated off. And we're walking along this pitch black boardwalk right along the water with trees along one side and it's just you know already pretty creepy. Here comes this guy, this old guy with like long stringy greasy gray hair. And he's carrying buckets. And huh. uh, dude kind of looked like Ozzy Osbourne or something. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's just creeping towards us. And, and I was like, uh, hey, what's in the buckets? And he was like, fish heads. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was just kind of like a creepy thing. But I, I mean, maybe he was a ghost, but he was probably just some weirdo. I don't know. <laughs> that is a pretty strange thing though. Yeah. Oh man. I yeah, I love ghost stories. I totally totally love them. 
and I want to hear everybody else's ghost stories too. Like, what have you seen? Because totally, yeah, that would be awesome. I, I fill, love- fill the comments with ghost stories. Yeah, it's almost Halloween, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the time. I wish I had more, um, but that was kind of the you know if, if we were talking about aliens, I have all kinds of stuff, but <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah, I definitely want to hear other people's experiences. I, I mean, I've heard lots and lots of stories because I read a lot about ghost stories and the theories and stuff like that. Um, and oh, and and one of the things that the device that I built in middle school to detect ghosts was actually based on that event with my friends. We oh. were like. A couple, a couple of friends from that, that particular event, we were like, we, we got to start a, like a ghost hunting group. And, and so we did, and we would like traipse around and look for stuff and try to see things. We never really saw anything. Yeah. And, but, you know, I built that detector and all this stuff and, and it was pretty fun. And I, I, I've entertained the idea ever since. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear stories from, from other people. Like what, what have you seen and experienced and things like that? That would be, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think to some degree we all hope it's true because we, we just want there to be some shred of our loved ones left in this, in this realm in some way or another. Um, yeah. And maybe that, that when we die, that, will remain in some way like yeah. be able to interact with people uh, with our loved ones we leave behind yeah a way to be more than a memory when you die yeah yeah exactly yeah so uh yeah that was a pretty good uh halloween conversation i think and uh yeah you know, we'll, we'll definitely have an episode on halloween too so don't miss oh, yeah. that yeah, and and we'll we'll talk about some of the other things like near death experiences and stuff, and I because that's a big one. Like I really want to talk about that, and I, I I will absolutely look up that particular study with the written note, um, because that, yeah. that was an interesting one. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I, I can't wait to do that one. Like <laughs> that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, if anybody's seen anything or experienced anything has any stories or anecdotes or something you know feel free to share them i whether it's true or not it doesn't matter it's fun and it's interesting and you know especially this time of year this is the time where ghost stories are are absolutely awesome that's right yeah uh I guess uh, stay spooky, everybody. Uh, Like, (laughs) share, and subscribe. And uh, stick around for the song on the way out. Yeah, keep the conversation going. And uh, try not to get uh, slimed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for deep sink diving with us. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at me, Ray. Side.
Shut up.